Hey, welcome to another week of Good to Game Radio Podcast, where Clint, Tony, and myself talk about Returnal. Uh, we give our predictions of uh, Loki, the new season that's starting on Wednesday the 9th, um, God of War, Clint's um, playthrough, and his uh, completion of the game, and my enjoyment of The Hunter, Call of the Wild. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host, Tony Speaking. I got Vance with me today and Clint, as usual. Vance, how's it going? Hey, pretty good, pretty good. It's been a week off, so I'm ready and eager. Yeah, we all enjoyed the, uh, took the week and uh, enjoyed the holiday, Memorial Day. Uh, it was a nice, uh, relaxing day. Uh, went to some friend's house and uh, we watched uh, Top Gun because uh, Amy had never seen it before, so... We decided that we would do that for Memorial Day. Clint, what about you? What'd you do? Um, I worked because uh, that is life. <laughs> and then I played video games. And I'm thinking that we should maybe just tell the audience that it was more than uh, one week of, uh, you know, it's actually been two weeks since our last podcast, but we should tell them it's been like a month because when I talk about the amount of video games I played, I'm going to want to feel like a little bit less of a loser. Nah, I said we only been off for two days. (laughs) (laughs) It would actually be pretty impressive with what I had accomplished video game wise in those two days. That might be like a record. It's been pretty impressive. Uh, We were talking about earlier uh, just how much of a life you don't have because you've knocked out some pretty big titles a very short amount of time, like titles that, you know, I think most people would take all year between two of them <laughs> you knocked out in like a week so uh props to you yeah, I guess. they need to get on my level they need to get on my level <laughs> get to your okay. level get to clint's level um man we're gonna this have to is make, why i love gonna... speed runs dude yeah I, I just I, like get it done as quickly as you can why yeah. why are we still playing it yeah we're, we're, <laughs> you know like we're gonna have to come up with a trophy system or something that <laughs> named after you if you keep this pace up right yeah <laughs> let's let's do it sounds awesome yeah anybody has an idea for a trophy award that we can name in the, you know Clint's honor. Let us know. All right, so let's get right into the topics. We're like I was telling Vance earlier, we're a little short on time, so let's uh, let's just jump right in uh, with our topic number one. We kind of mentioned it in the last episode, but Army of the Dead, the big Netflix movie that came out a couple of weeks ago. It's I think it's uh, from Zack Snyder. Vance, you saw that movie. Uh, what do you think? Um, trash. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, some Vance, of the I am like, so I happy got... you said that. Okay, thank God. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, like, some of the things I got, some of the things I didn't get, like, all right, so, like, uh, okay, so for those who haven't seen the movie, it's pretty much like they have blocked off Vegas, and um, Vegas is like full of zombies, and they're not your ordinary zombies, they actually, uh, you know, think, you know, like, they know what they're doing, they just don't be running around random attacking people, like, you know, it's, uh, a pretty much like a city, you know, so, um... Yeah, they have a social hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, so, um, at the beginning, you know, like, uh, 
this one zombie breaks out, you know, he starts biting all these people like that. You're like, oh, okay, like, okay, yeah, he's doing zombie duties to people. But then, right before everything, like, kind of goes into after, you see the people that he's uh, attacked, they start waking up. And now they're, you know, like what he is, just not as strong. And you're like, oh, like, he's turning them all, it's crazy. But my whole thing is is just like um how how short like everything happened and just like the non like suspense is like the bad characters you you see they're bad like you know you know, <laughs> you know like like uh, a nice character isn't going to surprise you like oh my god i didn't see them doing that it's like okay he's a he's like a a butthead so he's just gonna be a butthead the whole movie and of course he knows in all great movies but his die that was my thing, like, yeah, you know, you know, like, like there was like no really like suspense, you know, and yeah. I was like, ah, okay, it's like, ah, it's like, ah, okay, so that's my take on the movie. So a very average movie with average characters that are two dimensional, uh, below average, yeah, <laughs> below average, yeah. I have to say, I, so, I thought the opening sequence was kind of funny between uh, when they were doing the convoy of this container and. And the two soldiers that are doing escort duty were having the conversation. I thought that was probably like the most entertaining thing because that reminds me so much of like all the type of conversations that we will have in the office a lot of right. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But in, in the opening sequence, as far as like them kind of showing what's happening in the city after kind of like the first creature gets out or whatever i thought that was a pretty well done kind of opening sequence and watching i'd still gonna get why would you parachute guys into a zombie horde what could you hope to accomplish right right just no sense at all anything in this movie and it's reminded me that i uh, have been texting we have a group text but it's not on iMessage like you know regular people it's regular texting okay and so many of my text messages have failed to send, and I've just never gone back and sent them. But we talked about this movie, and one of the things that uh, I said is right at the beginning, at the same part, the reason the zombie finds them, because they run away from the area, and you oh, he sounds like he's getting farther away. And then the guy, this trained soldier, gets startled and fires off like four bullets out of his gun. He's like, oh, oops, scared me. And I'm thinking... What kind of trigger discipline does this guy have? Like, is he literally sitting there with, like, gun pointed to the ground with his finger, like, that much on the trigger that him getting startled, he's going to shoot it? Like, I, that's, yeah. and that's what I texted to you guys. It didn't go through. And then that was, like, the start of just everything about it was horrendous. It was right. such a bad movie. And it's like, are people watching it because it's right. so bad that it's good? Is it? Is it one of those? And... I don't. I don't think it is. Like, I feel it just looks like a had, really poorly made movie uh, all around. Snyder's name on it that people were just like getting super excited for it because what did he direct? He just did the the uh, the Snyder cut of the uh, Justice League, like three or four. Months yeah, I'm not ago. gonna watch four hours. I'm not uh, gonna do it. And. <laughs> His, his what name was this thing kinda... before that? Was his the uh, Justice? It was the Justice yeah. League or whatever? Was that him? I'm not sure. Yeah. All I know so... about this director is that I saw a thing where a comedian is on YouTube or something, and a comedian is like uh, picks him out of the crowd for whatever reason, and he's like giving him a hard time. 
And he's like, oh, hey, you, uh, what's your name? You know, he's like, oh, Zach, what do you do? I'm a director. And then I guess some people got it already. He goes, oh, yeah, like, what, what do you direct? He goes, how many people named Zach do you know that are directors? He's like, oh, are you Zack Snyder? And then he, like, freaks out. That's it. That's how much I know about Zack Snyder. That, and he makes horrible movies. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why he was, like, so, like, high on his horse with this guy. Right. This movie was just absolute garbage. Right. Absolute garbage. So, it was so bad. So, for a quick plot, um, there's money underneath the... Uh, okay, so pretty much the zombies are getting out of control, so they're going to nuke it, pretty much. They're going to bomb it. You know, the U.S. government, they're going to come through and do what they do bombing up so um this one guy he has like a couple hundred million down there um underneath this casino that he already got paid for for the insurance but if he can get the cash the cash is untraceable so he, he's pretty much trying to get paid twice he already got paid from the insurance and then he wants his team to go in and steal this money so he puts together this team of just random people one guy he's like a youtuber uh, another guy, you know, he used to be a uh, military. Then, you know, of course, they know people. And then they get this one lady who um, has to fly the chopper. Now, what's interesting is that um, they had another person uh, for that role, but something happened. Uh, JQ was telling me where they had this lady, um, you know, uh, do the do the role of the helicopter pilot, and her and Batista were never in the same room. They never met to this day. I heard that actually they had never yeah. met, and that that is yeah, a yeah. comedian. I think her name is, I I can't think of her first name. I think it's like Tig or something, Notorio or it's, it's something along those lines. But yeah. she got like really famous uh, for like a very, I don't know, like short time. She had a lot of press because I guess she did a comedy show, and she had just found out that she had cancer, and so she yeah. just kind of went up there and just started talking all about like that, and it was like a very real, very like. Um, I don't know, like all the comedians were saying that it was like the best thing they'd ever seen. And she was yeah. on The Office, like an episode of The Office uh, one time, and I guess she started doing acting. I don't, well, I haven't really seen her or anything, but yeah, I, I read that as well. They never actually saw, and I knew that going into this movie, that's like the one, kind of the one thing I knew about it, and I paid attention, I could see that, yeah. Right, like, you can see it. Body right, doubles right. and stuff like that, it was obvious, yeah. Right, yeah, I'm like, they didn't even try to blend that part in and nothing like that, so... But, yeah, so pretty much, you know, and there's, you know, like, these rules that you have to follow, like, they go in, and um, so they're pretty much, like, you know, in, in a camp, like, some of the people there in the camp, um, you know, they're getting treated bad with them like that, so <laughs> it was like, yo, we need one more guy. Of course, they get the guy that's a-hole that's been treating the other people bad, and it was like, yeah, we need him, and uh, so, you know, they take him out there, they shoot him <laughs> in the leg and give him as a sacrifice to to the zombies so they can you know, get passage into, like, you know, deeper into the city. So that kind of gives you an idea of the, like, um, you know, like the, the social hierarchy that they have, you know, and, and how the zombies operate. But that's just the movie, like, going in and stealing money and trying not to get bitten. <laughs> right. That reminds me of, like, uh, if you're in a group of people and say, hey, what happens if a bear shows up right now? Look, I don't know. I just got to be faster than you, you know? <laughs> right, right. I don't have to be the fastest. I just don't have to be the slowest. <laughs> guys, if it ever happens that we three run into a bear, you guys are both okay, okay? Right, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> One hip, two. Uh, hey, uh, that's why we uh, always bring you along, right? Yeah, that right. must be it. <laughs> 
Uh, I will say (laughs) say something about this movie and possibly the worst thing about this movie. And that is a tall, tall, like, you know, uh, a tall order is to find the worst thing because everything was horrible. They're going to nuke Vegas, right? They're going to nuke it. They've decided that Congress decided they're going to nuke it in 72 hours or whatever. And uh, they're in Vegas. They're doing this mission. And they're like, oh, Congress. Uh, you know, because all in all of government is, you know, always been known to be super efficient in everything it does. Congress now is going to go and bomb it early. We're going to bomb <laughs> it early. So it's on 4th of July. You got 20 minutes or something ridiculous like that. I'm like, this is right. the worst movie ever. I could not believe it. Like, and I've watched movies that are bad movies for the sake, you know, they're bad for the sake of being bad. And that's what makes them entertaining. This movie was like, is he trying? Because it seems like he's trying, and it's just so bad. And right at the yeah. start, I think what I actually texted you guys when I started this was uh, the car crash. There's a car crash at the beginning, and it's like the worst car crash <laughs> in the history of the world. It's like they, they, they go head-on into each other. It's the worst <laughs> fake explosion I've ever seen in my life. It is like the, it's completely, completely unreasonable to expect this kind of explosion. And that's what I texted you guys. Like, that's the kind of movie we're watching right now. Like, I knew yeah. it was... I think it was, if I remember, when I texted three minutes and 30 seconds in, I already knew it was a horrible movie. Yeah. I knew it, and it just got worse. Yeah. All right, let's move on to yeah. our next topic. Clint, you just finished up... Uh, now, the last episode, you know, I gave my review on Returnal, and uh, you you had downloaded it as we were talking. Uh, and you have since completed the game, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, how's that even like a question? It's not even a question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, hey, but did you platinum? That's the question. Did you platinum? No, I don't think. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'll go platinum something right now. Um, I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know sure that it's a game I want to platinum. I thought. I thought the game was good though. Um, if I could start it over. And I think to actually like start it over, I don't want to do new game plus. If I were to start that game over, like on a fresh save, one of the things I would do is not pick up um, after you get the, the first. You know, you start with a pistol and you can pick up a second weapon as a carbine. I would not pick up any other weapons the rest of the game because we fi- what you find is that there's a bunch of different types of weapons and a lot of them are just trash. And if you get uh, if you don't pick them up, they're not in the pool. The chests that give you, you know, chests will give you uh, guns, and then you'll get drops from enemies that can be guns, but they can only be guns that you have unlocked. And because there's so many crappy guns in the game, I would just do the first one, the carbine, which is good if you have the good, uh, you know, perks on it, and I would just play through with that. That was what a decision I made, and then I went and watched the speed run. That's exactly what the guy did. Did just use the carbine the whole time because there's too much RNG in the game. That's kind of my opinion of it. I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a fun game, and I'm happy that I played it. But the RNG aspect of it was, like, very frustrating. It's like you have to get the right gun. You have to get the right heals. You have to, you know, find, you know, explore the right area to be able to get the, what is it called? The re- reclaim chamber? Is yeah, that the what they reclaimer. call it, Tony? The reclaimer. You have to get that. You have to get this, you know, little uh, trinket that makes it so if you die, you respawn right away, right where the you astronaut. are, you know. The astronaut. Astronaut, yeah. Come on, man. Uh, get the terminology get a... right. 
Well, I know what it, I know it was astronaut, but if I say it to the audience, you have to get the astronaut. They'll be like, what is he talking about? Um, yeah, you have to get a thing, guys. You have to get all these specific things as you're playing through. Yeah, and yeah it, I'll be looking for an actual astronaut. Yeah, well, you'll see it all over the place in this game. It's it's the imagery. Uh, a lot of the imagery, the story was actually really interesting and, and cool in the way they did it. Like, uh, I thought, like, some horror aspects of it and very cool. And you're kind of just you get exposed to little bits of it as you go, as Tony has mentioned on the podcast and very cool story. I thought very like, uh, it's, it's extrapolated over the course of this game that you play, but the story is very simple. It's, 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 uh, I guess it's complex in the way that they told it and even confusing in the way that they told it, but is it is a very simple, uh, kind of premise to the game when you look back on it, but good game for sure. Um, the RNG thing, it just bugged me. I, I can't tell you these times, you know, how many times I was going and I was fighting, you know, a, one of the end bosses on, you know, these uh, later in the game, you know, um, and I'm showing up and my weapon proficiency just from, you know, as you progress through, they get like auto levels it essentially. And I would be like a level 15 or level 19 weapon proficiency. And I would be using my level zero, you know, pistol or, or something on the boss, you know, or just whatever, like I would not find things that were helpful along the way. So that was, that was frustrating to me. It's like, well, I'm here. Yeah. I don't have enough health to go back and try to get better stuff. So let me just try the boss fight, you know? Yeah. So that it's was all about mitigating sometimes. the randomness and like, you know, maximizing what things that know work for you. The decision points of like, which usually end up with my death you know, should I go into that room? I know I need a few extra obelites so I can go buy an extra an astronaut, <laughs> a, an a, a astronaut or whatever. And I, if I go into this chamber, I know I can probably get them down there. But uh, there's probably a chance that there's a monster down there too. And it's like, yeah, uh, you know, the risk reward type decision making. I found pretty often I'd run up to the door so it would open, but I wouldn't go far enough into it that it could lock behind me if it was like a, a you know a monster ambush, right? Yeah. And I would just look in. I'm like, I don't see anything good, so I'm <laughs> out of here, you know, like because you can walk in and be like, oh, that's the reclaimer or whatever, right. you know, just the good. There's a lot of good things that you could find, but I wasn't messing around. So I'm gonna ask you the same question that you asked me: Is it worth seventy dollars? I mean, that's just, it depends on who, man. How much is $70 to you is what it comes down to. Like, we have a friend that uh, was asking about it, and I'm I'm like, I should read these texts I sent. Like, oh, is this should, is this game good? And I'm like, I and I literally had already thought about it for this friend, and I'm like, I don't even know, man. It's a good game. It's a really good game. Are you going to like it specifically? I don't know. <laughs> Here are the things that frustrated me. Here's whatever. And it's like, I can't just say... Oh, it's a great game. Everyone should play it. You know, like Last of Us Part Two. Great game. You know, great game. Everyone should play that game because the story is told so well. Um, you know, it, it just any adult person, right? Because it's not. It's it's heavy stuff that you're getting into in that game. But with this one, I'm like, I don't know. Are you the right type of person? Are you going to be patient <laughs> right. enough? Or are you going to make Basically the decisions? Basically, the same answer gonna... I gave you last last time. I was like, I don't know. Exactly. Have you ever played a, a roguelike before? How how do you feel about dying? You know, consistently. Uh, you know, over and over and starting over and over. You know. Yeah, so it's objective. And, it's very this, subjective, but, you know. I, this is the person that played, like, 10 minutes of Dark Souls 2 before they quit. You know, <laughs> so I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Right. But to, to them, $70 is not, like, a huge expense, right? So 
that's really what it comes down to is 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 are you gonna be is your budget gonna allow you to buy one game you know this month or this summer or whatever uh i probably wouldn't gamble it on that game because i think it's a very i I would imagine this game will be very polarizing you know you're probably gonna love it or hate it it's something that oh you'll pick up this up and if you don't like it you'll just buy another game okay yeah of course try it you know right probably a topic for another podcast uh question i would like to ask is if they made this game like a traditional action game, action RPG, where you're, you know your progression is saved, kind of like a Last of Us and stuff like that, where you're progressing through the story and you have checkpoints and stuff. Like that. If they made the game more accessible to the masses, what the reception would be? I, I think it'd that, be a worse game. Yeah, I it, think its uniqueness is very important, and the fact that the story is very simple. You know, you I don't think you could extrapolate something like this into a I think I think part of what makes it great is that how hard you have to work to get the next bit of the story, you know? Right. But great game, I think, overall. Yeah, I agree. Very good. Very fun. Let's move on to Vance. You were playing a hunting simulator? Yes. Uh, the Hunter Call of the Wild is what it's called. And that's what I was uh, playing. Um, it piqued my interest because... Uh, I used to play like one a hunting game like way back in the day, and uh, you know I enjoyed it. Like it's, you know, it's funny. It's like I don't know, like a game like I didn't think I would enjoy, but I did. So I said, "Well, man, well, let me get this to try," and it changed it a lot. Like, <laughs> like I guess you know they really want you to simulate the whole hunting experience. I'm like, you know, you gotta, you know, make sure you have like um the right um the right gear and make sure you're not standing, you know, like downwind and so the animals can, you know, uh, identify your smell. Like, man, like you might see uh, a deer or something like that, but you can't just go the way you want to because there might be some brush, there might be some dry stuff on the ground making a lot of noise. So you might have to go like a quarter mile around the hill. You're like, oh my God, and pay attention to, you know, the direction of the wind. So, you know, like, um, I wanted to go out hunting. I hunted a bear, a jackrabbit, and a freaking uh, a deer, you know. And I was like, man. And the rabbit, I just ambushed. I just ran up on him shooting with a six-shooter. Like, I wasn't stealthy at all. <laughs> How many shots did you miss? Uh, I missed three shots. I hit him on the third one. Hit him on the third one. Okay. Yeah, and I, so you just really <laughs> bum-rushed him, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and, and what's funny is, like, I missed him twice with the six-shooter. And then he probably stopped like 300 yards. I put out the rifle, hit him. Like he wasn't even uh, trophy worthy. It's like because you know, like, you know, after you kill him, you know, they'll give you the option of you want to do the taxidermy and you know have your animal stuffed in frame. Nope, not the rabbit. <laughs> he was no, dead. You, you say that for the big ones. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But um, but I mean like. The scenery, though, I mean, they did a real good job with the scenery. Like, it's not like, you know, blocky and nothing like that. And like, you know, like when you're up on the little, um, the little, uh, what they call it, like the outpost, and you're looking to looking down at the at the lake and the mountain and the surrounding woods. I mean, it's like a real good, real good job. Very happy with uh, you know, how the um, how the game looked and feel. So the visuals are like realistic. Yes, yes. The the visuals are realistic and um the movements are smooth too, you know, so so it's not like you know, um I don't know if you all played uh Golden Eye from back in the day, but it feels yeah. like 
when you turn, it's like real stiff, like you got a board on it, like you're just looking around. Like, you know, you can't just turn your head, like you got to turn your whole body. Like, yeah, it wasn't that type of feel at all. Did at you, all. Uh, Vance, I'm going to ask you a question, but I already know the answer. In GoldenEye, when you played multiplayer, yes. which character were you? I was actually James Bond. Yeah, I just you didn't I play was, Odd Job. No, I did not. I did not. That oh, was I would have murdered you, dude. See, I see. I, I know people who you know he's small and he's crafty, but uh, my first thing wasn't to get a good gun; it was to get the best because there was only one vest on the board. So the, the golden gun. No, 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 no. The vest. The vest that um you you, you could get, but uh, you know, like the little. I guess in Call of Duty it would be like you know the plates, but the uh, the armor vest that was only. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like you know, so the the, the first one to that kind of had an advantage, unless you know, like you said, you ran to get somebody with a golden gun. But other than that, yeah, that was my thing. And proximity mines, like yeah, oh, like the yeah gunfights and all those. that. That's cool. But proximity mines, I'm just gonna wait. I might even throw some on the vest. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna wait. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, but I mean like um overall if you have the patience and you really like um hunting, I do recommend the game because it, it even gives you like a lot of different I mean like just straight out the gate, it gives you, you know, like all the tools you need immediately to be successful and you know and you know, the little hunts, you know, and you actually have a little phone that that tracks, you know, where you've been and what you found, like what tracks you found. So you might be hunting a deer, but you might also come across, you know, the bear tracks or moose tracks or whatever like that. And um, you know, it's a. Uh, Are there cool like game, you know? really ultra rare uh, animals, like a, like a albino deer or something like that? Um, I didn't. Well, <laughs> I didn't get that deep into the game, but uh. The only animal I saw that I really didn't, that I really avoided was the wolf. Like, I didn't want to go up against the wolf because I I never had great experiences with those. Because, I mean, you you go through your weapons and they give you, like, the, the uh, you know, they give you your shotgun, they give you a six-shooter, and then they give you a rifle. You're like, why in the world would I need a shotgun and a six-shooter? Like, I'm out here hunting. But then once you start looking at the different animal tracks, you're like, oh, okay. Because I'm definitely going to use this shotgun if I see a bear. I'm hitting him in the face. So, <laughs> do they do the do the animals have the capability of hunting you? Is that what you're saying? The predators? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. So, um, and and that's uh because they give you like warning calls. Like, so if I'm like on like a, a deer track and there's a bear around, like I'll get an alert, you know, like on the screen, like you know, like a warning call, like. Hey, you know, you, you know, you're getting into bear territory or you're getting into wolf, you know, territory, you know, so it's like, so those are definitely things that you want to avoid coming in contact with if you're not hunting, you know, hunting that particular animal. Cool. And, and the, you know, the one thing I wish I, uh, to, to make it a little more, I guess, uh, hard is if they add hunting tags. So some games they do have like you actually have to go and buy the deer tags, buy the wolf tag, whatever like that. So you're not just running around, you know, inside, you know, just shooting up all the animals. Like you have to hunt specifically for that animal. Are there upgrades that you can do to your guns or anything like that? Any type of uh, progression? Uh yes. Um uh, you know, like the different gauges um in the gun and uh, you know, different like, you know, not a real big, you know, like um customization that's call of duty but you can 
you know, get, you know, just into different weapons in the hole or, you know, different scopes, different uh, binoculars and stuff like that, you know, because um, you can hunt in pretty much like, you know, all conditions like sunny, rain, and night. So, uh, so yeah, they do have different things um, that uh, uh, help you out those those uh, particular situations. How long is it usually a typical game session for in on a hunt? How long does that usually take? Um, maybe for me just starting out, maybe like thirty to forty-five minutes, and um, you know that's that that's just me because like you know if you spook, then of course you know they run off, and you know it's it's not like running from where you're at, you know like to your mailbox, like no, like they run off, so it's like another two miles. You got to track them down, you know, especially like um if you wounded them on the first shot. You know, and and they run off, and then it's like, you know, you gotta <laughs> track them down. You know, they have the blood, you know, spatter and stuff like that, and uh, they have like, you know, like the fecal matter that you can see, and it lets you know if it's fresh or old. So, yeah, you know, just 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 depend. But I found the average like thirty to forty five minutes is what I found out. How's the uh, the sound? Like one of the things when I played uh, like Red Dead is I thought that was a big part of the immersion of it is like the sound of the wilderness and that, or like the, the, the water when the water is running by and stuff like that. Did this have really good sound as well? Uh, yes, yes, they did a real good sound. I um, mean, a real good job on sound direction and sound transition. So if I'm walking on, you know, gravel and I start to go into the marsh, you know, you can tell that it's like water and grass. And then once you get, to the lake then it's just water so it's like um so uh so yeah so the sound transition is pretty good and directional sound so you know like it's just not animal noise you know where it's coming from and what side it's coming from even if it's behind you but i was wearing uh i was wearing headphones at the time so i don't know how they just coming out your regular tv speakers but with the headphones the sound was directional what was the name of this game again cool uh the hunter Call of the Wild, and that's a free on um, Game Pass right now. All right, cool. We'll have to check it out. All right, let's move on to our next game. Let's go back to Clint. And you not only finished Returnal last week, but you finished another game right after that. Uh, one of the uh, bigger titles in the Sony library. Uh, what, what game was it? Uh, God of War. God and it was War. whatever the one's called, the 2018 one. Right. I think it's the newest one, right? Yep, the newest one. The the uh, the one where uh, Kratos is escorting, uh, he has his son in, in tow. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Uh, how was that? Dude, it was a really good game. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. The It's a big open world. There's tons of stuff to do. And actually, I beat this game, I don't know, 8.30 or something like that at night. So, you know past bedtime and i went and said oh well i finally got this uh i unlocked this area a long time ago and i never went and checked it out and i'm like i really want to check it out because it had been a big like it was a source of frustration for me because i was looking you had to open certain chests or whatever and i go in there and it is um trials essentially so you go in you progress and then you have to uh, you know, it goes like round-based or time-based. You had to complete these things against enemies. And so I start doing some of that and doing a little bit more and doing a little bit more. It was like 10.30 at night, man. And I'm like, I need to go to bed. Like, I have to go to bed. I can't keep doing it. But I was having a lot of fun. I had already beaten the game. So there was a lot of things to do um, and a lot of things. Like, and I, 
I feel like I could go back and continue playing this game and still doing stuff. I, what I found too is that like with a lot of games, the the fighting mechanics or whatever is is uh, you know it's just part of the game and it, it you, you do it and it's, just, it's like you transition from one to the other. In this particular game, the when it came into when it was time to fight, it was like twenty times more fun than anything else that was happening in the game. It was, I mean, the the fighting mechanics are amazing. And I uh, was one of these nights I was playing it, and Tony got on uh, PlayStation, and we got into a party, and we're just chatting. And I mentioned to him where I was in the game. And Vance, you know what he told me? He I never made it that it. far. <laughs> never made it that far. The guy who told me it's a great game, you need to play it. You know what he said? Oh, I played it like an hour. Like, what are you? What are you doing, I, I dude? I'm literally playing the game because. What's that? I was juggling a lot of games. You know, hey. You were the one that told me you're talking all about it, whatever, and I'm like, well, it was yeah, good okay, when I played. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter but of really you know, good. finding the time. Yeah, the story was really good. It progressed uh, pretty well. I got stuck in in one point uh, to the point of frustration because I did not see like a path that I was supposed to take to progress. And I thought I needed to do this other thing first to progress it. And then I ended up, I'm YouTubing stuff. And finally I'm like, how do I freaking just go th- through this area? And it's like, Oh yeah, there's this like uh, you know, you to climb up this area right here. I'm like, are you kidding me? I probably wasted an hour plus maybe two hours where I'm trying to find my way, you know, through this. Uh, but it was cool, and the way they used the map was cool, and the you know there's uh, fast travel that you get a little bit later on, and some cool things like uh, what I what I didn't like is you have to like row your boat around areas pretty often, and I absolutely hated the mechanics of rowing and being on the water in the boat. It was just clunky, and it didn't work very well. And there was this part, oh my god, I'm watching. A YouTube thing because I'm trying I'm, it's when I'm trying to figure out because I'm stuck and I watched a YouTube thing I only watched the YouTube thing on this in this one like t- couple hour time frame where I'm stuck and they're like oh you got to go over to this area and open this chest and I look over and I'm like on the map exactly where I need to be and I'm looking at it and my my game is different than their game I'm sure of it I'm a hundred percent sure and I'm like this is not okay I'm looking right at it. Everything is the same. Why is it, Why does their game look different than mine? And then I finally typed into YouTube the right thing, figured out how to progress this water. Part of the, the progression of the game is that the water level rises or lowers. And so the water level lowers more, and there is the beach that all these guys are looking at that I was trying to find for, like, ever. Uh, I was like, are you kidding me? Like I needed, I was at the exact spot I needed to be, but the game had not progressed far enough for me to see, you know, what I thought I needed. Oh, that was so frustrating. But then I got to go and, you know, murder a bunch of people. And also, at one point in the game, spoiler alert or whatever, I, I've never played any of these, didn't know anything about this game. And you start with an axe, and you have an axe, and at one point it becomes very serious business, and you go and get what I'm sure is a very uh, familiar piece of weaponry for everyone that's played this game, but it's your, what, what do you call those things? Like the Chaos Blades, I think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. like, those have got to be all the other games you had Chaos Blades, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. But I played well, you get, God of War 3. I, I remember them. Yeah, you get them in this game, too. 
And I was just like, man, I could tell that this is really important to the story, and that's pretty cool. But it was all like very uh, unfamiliar territory. But when I got those, man, that is when like the level of fun in the fighting mechanics like went through the roof. Like it was so cool, all the different things you could do. Uh, all the different attacks you could do and how you could, you know, you're flailing those things around. You could damage all these people around you where with the axe, it was really limited to like one target at a time. So I I thought it was awesome. I might, I might play it a little bit more, you know, I, I've completed it, but I thought there was still a lot of cool stuff and like all the armor and stuff that you can get and all the special abilities and perks that the armor has. Like, I think that you could probably become like ridiculously OP um, in this game, which I always think is fun. But as it stands now, I'm like, I don't know what level I am. I have like all my, all my stuff leveled up, like yeah. you know, all the attacks <clears throat> unlocked and that stuff, except mm-hmm. for the chaos blades. I need like one more, uh, I'm only level four out of five for them. So there's a few more things I could do, but very fun Aww. game. I really enjoyed it. And I think for sure you should put it on your, um, on your list and probably yeah. on the short list to, to play it if you haven't. Okay, yeah. so when your OP is fun, but when the enemy Call of Duty's OP against you is not it's fun. Crap. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have a problem with uh, people being OP in Call of Duty. I have a problem with Dark Corners being OP. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you sound like the AIs in, in, in uh, um, uh, God of War. I don't like when you have yeah. chaos blaze because he's OP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did uh, how were the visuals? I, I know this uh, game got a PS5 upgrade back in February to run it like uh, 4K, 60 frames. How did it look? It looked really good. It, it's it's another one that's like cartoony though. It's not. Uh, I I'd say well I say that I'd say like the environment around you I felt like was kind of cartoony, um, just maybe because it was maybe overly vibrant and I didn't even mess with the brightness settings super hard on it. A lot of times I'll do that. Like if it's a competitive game and it says like, Oh, this should be clear. You should barely be able to see this and you should not be able to see this. You know how you have to adjust brightness like that. I will literally make sure. Yeah. Whatever I can am not supposed to be able to see. I'm going to be able to see it a little bit, right? (laughs) Just in case if it's a multiplayer game, I'm doing it. I'm getting that at every advantage I could. Right. Right. Uh, But with this, I didn't mess with it. And I still thought that, but there was this one thing, there's a, like the faces, there's this one particular guy's face that you see, and he's got like an eye that's like a magical eye or something, you know? So his eye isn't, uh, is uh, a little little out of this world, but when I'm looking at this guy's like face and his head, it looks like a real person. Yeah. Like it is, uh, I'm looking at it and I think, man, that is like the detail. It, It definitely was something I noticed is that he looked very realistic um but a lot of the other folks and the things you see i mean maybe it's more the um like the movement mechanics like when i'm watching a bad guy in front of me uh they just the way that they move and like even the ragdoll physics were a little weird as far as that but i did think visually it was a very beautiful game but it it wasn't like strikingly beautiful like something like ghost of tsushima or something like that was just you could not get around how beautiful it was and like whatever you were doing, you were going to stop because you noticed how beautiful it was from time to time. Nothing like that in this game that I could tell. It looked really good, but just not. And that might've been also like maybe some of the cinematography possibly was related to that, but it had big boss battles. Yeah, it did. It had, uh, I think the, the boss battles, I think varied quite a bit depending on where you were in the game. 
but there was definitely uh and some cool themes with it too but yeah there is some big big bosses big enemies big npcs and stuff like that that were uh really cool and the way that you interacted with uh with some of them was really awesome too yeah and even like the puzzles i generally don't like puzzles in games um if they're not like i don't know don't hide the solution from me that i gotta go find it somewhere like if i everything if everything's right in front of me and i can figure it out yeah that's that's fine but oh, you know, you got to go do this so you could do that. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, I want to be, I want to be swinging this axe of these chaos blades at people. You know, so <laughs> yeah, there was some of that too that was that kind of bugged me a little bit um, at different points. But then I, I, I also think I figured it out a little better. Like one of them is like you have to open chests, and it's like oh, here are the different, uh, you know, the 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 I don't know what they called it three different like uh, Greek letters. So they'd hide them around the area. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to look for them. You know, like why, why am I sitting here like, scavenging through like crap all around this area of the map to find this? I'm just not going to get whatever's in that chest, you know, uh, that kind of bugged me. And that's, I think part of the reason why I played through it quicker. Cause I could have sat there and found every one of those things, but even like we've played destiny, destiny two and stuff before, like I'll run through places. Oh, do I have to kill the enemies here? No next room, you know, and I know when I played with you, we're gonna kill every enemy, no matter what. You know that's just a thing. Like I think it's just uh, <laughs> the way that, like, because we all prefer to play games differently, right? So I'm always looking for, I don't know, efficiency or whatever, l- the lowest amount of time to complete it. Right. Were you satisfied with the uh, the story? Oh yeah, I thought it was a really cool story, and uh, I thought it was handled pretty well too, and. Yeah, it, that the sto- the cutscenes in this, uh, in God of War, whatever the 2018 version is called, were infinitely better than that Zack Snyder zombie movie. I'll tell you that much right now. Right. I'm always impressed with the Sony titles and their ability to tell a good story and the acting and the voice acting that goes, how they're always able to put those together so well. Okay, what I need to know, though, is did Lord Shaxx voice Kratos? From Destiny, Lord Shax. I have no idea. We'll have to He's look the guy we'll from... have to Google it up. Yeah, right? I'm doing it right now. That's uh, the uh, PvP guy, right? In Destiny. Yeah, it's either him or one of the other guys. Uh, and then what's this guy's name? Kratos. Uh, the Crucible, yeah. That's about the Crucible. I can't remember that name for nothing. Yeah. So while Clinton's doing that... Um, so... You know how like you really don't think about something until like is like said or brought to your attention, and then you're like, I don't know, like you know, that's that's uh, you know, let me think about this. So, uh, my daughter, she's like, um, so I say, hey, do you think you want to play an instrument? And she's like, uh, no, like um, like I don't see a point to playing an instrument. Like it's pointless. Man, I almost crashed the car. You know what I'm saying? Like what? <laughs> like pointless. Like, I'm like, so now it's funny because as I'm talking to her, like it's it, it's putting me in the in the seat of of Tony Clint of when I said about my uh, about my hate for single player games, you know. So it's like like music isn't isn't pointless. Like music does like a whole lot of things, or not even just music, like like an instrument. So I put up Kenny G, and I said, well, do you think nine million, you know, is a lot? She's like, yeah. 
I said, what about 10 million? She said, yeah. I said, yo, one of his videos, Songbird, got 18 million views, and all this dude is doing is playing the saxophone. So don't tell me about being pointless. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> like, like, like people have won awards for their music and movies and games. Like, don't tell me something being pointless. You know, like, I was going off for the hills, and she's looking like. Wow. Oh, she's tripping yeah, nerve. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's taking that. She's taking that, man. Hey, hey, and mind you, I don't play an instrument, but I do know how important playing an instrument is. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you yeah. use it, you know. I mean, I mean, you got some people who play instruments who just not using it. You be like, man, golly, like you ain't doing nothing with it. Like you ain't even doing nothing. Like we had one guy that uh, used to work for us. Uh, you know where we work at and um on his days off he would go in front of Kroger's and play the saxophone he transferred from Denver and uh he would sit there and he would on his days off would go in front of Kroger's with his little bucket play the saxophone because like you know other you know co-workers have seen him out like dang like that's what this guy doing but you know I was like man hey at least you playing you know at least they just collect this dust in the closet somewhere and they're not cheap by the way saxophones I've looked them up like recently and like a couple thousand i'm like sheesh <laughs> yeah yeah like growing up i'll figure like you know like i played the trombone when i was little like middle school and you know it was like school rented maybe a hundred dollars something like that but now that you know motor i'm looking i went to music shops and stuff and i'm just like y'all want seven thousand four thousand five thousand for the saxophone right. crazy yeah. to like musical like, instruments are not <laughs> cheap not especially cheap. if you want a quality one Right. You've uh, like, you've reminded me, Vance, that when I was in uh, when my older my sister's the oldest oldest sister older brother in middle school, they both had to play instruments. Didn't have a choice; they had to. So my sister played the clarinet, and my older brother played the saxophone. Well, we're all nice. two years apart. By the time that I got to middle school, our pa- our parents were uh, done making their children be ambitious. Apparently, so mm. I was not made to play any musical instrument. So no experience. And of course, my little brother at this point, no, he's there's no hope for him. Right. Uh, right. So no, nothing was uh, was forced on him with that. This guy is a probably I'm probably middle age starts learning uh, how to play the guitar. Like someone gives him a guitar and he goes on the Internet, which is fairly new at this point, And he's looking up tabs or something. I think they called him. And he's teaching himself how to play guitar in the room right next to me. And I, lit- I would yell at him so much because he was so bad, right? Yeah. That that kid went on to be able to play. Uh, he could just any instrument. He could just pick it up and play it because he just figured out music. You know, just people do that. Like they could. Right. It doesn't matter if they played it before. They just know how music works. Yeah. Right. Uh, he was in like all these bands. His bands toured. Like that's how he made money for a long time. He's you know did, did recorded and albums and stuff like that. And I'm thinking he had to force it. Uh, you know, he had to go find it himself. Because we weren't going to be forced to do it because I guess it had right. failed on my older, you know, because they quit immediately. You know, no, neither of them have any, you know, musical ability now, my older brother and sister. And like the little brother had all of that and they never, he never even was, you know, uh, he had to go seek it out. Yeah. So I think it's good that at least you're making her aware of that, you know, that there's, there's a lot, a lot of value to it. Both my daughters uh, learned to play a musical instrument, uh, my oldest. Um, she started playing violin at Vanderbilt at age four. It's like we had her started oh. early and she yeah, was I... such a good player too, right? She was in the orchestra, did all this extra stuff and, you know, sounded awesome. 
when she was in elementary school, they, you know, they had this, she was in the school choir, but she didn't sing. She played the violin off to the side for them for certain songs and stuff. So it's like, she was really, really good. And then she took up the trombone in high school and kind of stopped playing the violin. And now that she's out of high school, she doesn't play any of her instruments. You know how much money I dropped on all that stuff? You know, like 20 something thousand on just the violin right courses and instruments and then follow that up with the trombones and those trombones are like two thousand dollars it's crazy and um, yeah and my other daughter she started with violin she didn't like it then we so we put her in piano she did it for a year she had private lessons for a year and she didn't like it so we just figured that she wasn't going to be musically inclined like her sister well let me tell you she's 15 now and um, she's a big fan of uh, One Direction. Knows all the songs, all you know, all the singers. Knows everything about them. Well, she's ultra interested in in music now. So, but it's been years since she played the piano. So she asked for Christmas for keyboard. So we got a nice fancy one uh, that looks like a piano, you know, like a little mini piano, and put it in a room. And I'm I'm thinking. She's probably not going to do anything with it, right? Because once she's not taking lessons or anything like that, she's probably forgotten all that. That girl has sat, has, has self-taught herself how to play all those One Direction songs. And she's good at it, too, dude. It's amazing. I, wow. Like, I, like, listen to her. Like, I'll be playing my, you know, I'll be, her bedroom's next to the game room. And um, I'll hear her playing. I'll stop what I'm doing just to listen because she's that good at those songs that she's so well maybe herself. it's just that one direction is that catchy could, maybe you nice. even thought about that maybe. it could be it could be no hey she she she's made me like like watch their videos and memorize their names you know what are all their names please for the record <laughs> show Harry us styles, your good father and tell us the name of all the Harry styles directors. liam uh now horn i can't i don't know their last names i can't remember them all but the fact that I know even yeah. more than two is <laughs> that guy uh, more than uh, Nile, I want to admit. Nile Horn, I like or, his stuff, uh, whatever. Actually, <laughs> hit he's got that song "Slow Hands." Have you guys oh, heard yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah amazing like song. One. Yeah, that's me playing in the controller. <laughs> 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 got to get that uh, Owen twenty-seven, huh? All right. Uh, I was going to talk about the game I was playing, but running short on time, so I'll skip it for now. And that'll, that'll give you a chance to play it since you downloaded it, uh, and we can talk about it. Yeah, tell week. us what it's called because I don't know even. It's though called I just the Long it. Dark Survival Game. Nice, nice. Yeah, so we'll talk about it. Vance, next are you going to play it too? Uh, I started playing it. I haven't finished it, but I started playing it. Okay, and apparently uh, we're not supposed to play the campaign because it's trash we're just supposed to play the survival mode of it you can do whatever but the campaign is trash no (laughs) that's what we're supposed to do all right so real quick one last topic before uh we sign off this upcoming week in the uh uh, the marvel universe we have loki releasing on wednesday the 9th and if you've listened to our podcast before, then you'll know that we are we're big into watching the shows and talking about them right here on the podcast. So each of us have watched the, the two-minute official trailer for Loki, and now we're going to kind of guess. Everybody kind of put forth their best educated guess based on the two-minute trailer that I know you guys just watched. 
less than 30 minutes ago. Um, what do you think the show is going to be about? And is it going to be good? Clint. Uh, I totally 100% figured it out, so I'm going to go last. Okay. Vance. Uh, I have <clears throat> no idea. I'm just going to sit back and watch and just enjoy this show because <laughs> I have nothing. Nothing was going on. Okay, I'll put mine out there. Well, if you watch the uh, Infinity War movies, you'll remember the scene where Loki uh, grabs up the, what's it called, the Tesseract uh, and disappears. Well, the show, from what I gather in the trailer, picks up from that moment after he disappears. He shows up on some world that looks like Mongolia or something, but he gets arrested by the Timekeepers, an organization that has been tasked to ensure that the the true sacred timeline is kept intact. So we know that the Avengers really messed that up uh, really good when they went and uh, tried to to uh, rewrite what had happened in the on Earth. So now we have all these timelines, and Loki is under trial or he gets arrested for violating the sacred timeline. And I think he is being recruited by that organization to fix the, all the branches that are going off the timeline. So they have to figure out how to correct all that. So I'm assuming that there's going to be some point in the history where they can say, if we go back and stop this moment in time, we can fix all this stuff. So that's my plot. Um, that's how I think that's, how it's going to play out and of course it's loki so it's going to be all messed up but i think it's going to be a great show because he's a great actor and they got owen wilson in there so it's going to be a lot of funny humor uh and those two kind of playing off each other is going to be really fascinating so clint what do you think i hate you look a lot right now <laughs> and Mostly because I realized that you had so much more information than me. And I'm like, how does he know all these things? And it's because you were literally talking in my headphones while I was watching it. And the sound was supposed to be coming through my headphones. So I didn't really hear anything that they said. I just watched it. <laughs> so maybe I, I was really proud of myself for figuring out a lot of what you figured out. I'm just going to say. For me, it was right at the end of this clip. I saw him jumping out of the airplane with money and it was an old airplane, and I thought, 100%, he is D.B. Cooper, who very famously robbed a plane and jumped out of it and was never found, right? That's a, it's a, right. a big, a kind of a big thing, especially in the airline industry that, you know, we would know about that. And then I'm, that's one of the last things you see, and so I'm thinking back, so he's, you know, arrested, he's being held by whatever you call them, timekeepers? Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. I think they're called the TVA. Uh, that, I did see that, the TVA, yeah. So they obviously have him, and he's going to be going back through time. And it, I think because of what we saw, I expect that it's multiple timelines. And uh, some of these un, uh, unsolved mysteries about who was it that did this or that, we're going to find out it's him. We might see him at like JFK assassination. Now that's kind of like funny, that. actually. <laughs> now you yeah, put it so that he way, was definitely, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a. I think I literally think that's what it's going to be because he was definitely. Uh, they were definitely portraying uh, portraying DB Cooper in that yeah. three second. This you is know, like that I watched of that Marvel version of Quantum Leap. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's going to be very similar to that. So I think we're going to see him back through to in, back in time in all these different 
scenarios that had an aspect of them unsolved. And uh, he will be, he has to, and I think probably what you're saying, like, he's putting back together like, oh, well now D.B. Cooper didn't actually happen because you messed up the timeline, so you got to go make it happen because we got to get back to the, you know, regular regular world or whatever. Right. So I think that's what it's going to be is we find him in these, all these different situations that we're going to be hopefully familiar with a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, uh, I, I think, uh, I think that premise is amazing too. <laughs> and of course, you know, we just watched it right before we started recording. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, and it's early, it's coming a couple of days early, uh, which is really cool. Wednesday. So we'll be able to see mm-hmm. it. Yep. Hey, so, so are y'all going to be able to watch it on Wednesday or, you know, how Tony does drop some Wednesday. He can't watch it till next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, at least Vance, you, you said you said are you guys, but we both know that you're talking to right, Tony right now. See, I yeah. don't want to single him out, you know. You know, no, you know, he needs more, to be singled out you know, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to single him out, you know. Oh, everybody, oh, everybody feels, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm probably gonna watch it either Wednesday night or, or Thursday, All right. um, because I'm off. Uh, I'm gonna be off on Thursdays here for a little cool. bit. Well, I'm on vacation starting Friday, so I'll definitely have it watched. Hey, hey. I just sent you guys a picture, like, right now. All right, guys, that wraps up another great episode. Oh, and before we sign off here, I just want to give a shout-out to a couple of our listeners who reached out to us this past week and had good things to say about uh, the podcast. We really appreciate getting some feedback from you guys. And uh, if if you... If you're a listener and you want to give us some feedback on our email, just email us at tony at goodtogameradio.com. GoodGameRadio.com. We really appreciate uh, you guys uh, listening out there. And uh, feel free to drop us a line with any comments, suggestions, questions. We'll, We'll do our best to give an answer. And yet again, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Yeah, send us topics you want us to talk about. Yeah. That way we don't have to think. Or hate mail to Clint. We'll yeah, Star two. Wars sucks. <laughs> hey, later, later, dudes. Later, Clint. Later. Right, later. Bye.